this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. My name is Chief Nestor Laughlin, head of security for the city of Eastling. I fall in line with many of my family who have a long-standing tradition of providing the world with protectors. So I suppose, egotistically or not, it was my long-standing fear that the city that I'm currently in charge of would fall under my watch. Perhaps a bit petty at this late stage, but, well, there you are. No dramatic goodbyes to my family or co-workers, I'm afraid. They know how I feel. On the other hand, if you're looking for a pithy final statement to put on a tombstone, you could do worse than this. Come and get me. If you can figure out a way to put the gun rack sound on the tombstone, please feel free. That's good enough. I'm afraid that's all there was anyway. I must say, my last words were a bit underwhelming. <laughs> you should count yourself lucky, Chief. You should have heard mine. Sounded like a right bark. How many of these do you have so far? At last count, over 3,000. But they're coming in regularly in waves. Some of them match names with residents of the city. Others, I don't know, perhaps they're visitors. All of them sound like the future last words of whoever's on the recording, and all of them sound as if they're being interviewed by someone. And you say they're coming in on multiple frequencies now? Aye. It's hidden in the background static of radio broadcasts. That's why there's so much interference when we try to decode them. They're getting clearer, though. And they're coming faster. People's last words from the future, then. As far as we know, I certainly haven't listened to all of them. There might be some variation, but that appears to be the case. Well, all except for the first one. Mm. The others all involve someone going off to meet an unnamed fate. But the first one issues a warning. The angel has taken the peak. Aye. Phillips. What did you bring to my city? Technical Difficulties presents The Account, 
A Tale of the Waking World. The Snows Are Eternal, Part 7. I want to thank you for all your help, Professor Somdi. This was all very enlightening. You're very welcome. Although I'm not sure thanks are in order in this case. I wasn't exactly the bearer of good news. I don't think there's any such thing as good news in our line of work. Mm. You have my sympathies, my dear. But there is one more thing before you go. Oh? Sir Phillips, Miss Guillaume here has explained to you my theory about how I believe the entire city of Eastling to be a hyper-sigil designed to keep something in. Yes, and if that video you showed us before is any indication, you're probably right. Well, if I am right, creating something of this size required such a massive amount of energy that I'm afraid its time of effectiveness is somewhat limited. Well, how limited? What are we talking here? I've pored over his notes, and if I can glean anything, he constantly refers to how the city will stand for 100 years. So you think the hypersigil will lose its power after a century? I'm afraid so. But the centenary isn't for another three years. Is that how much time we have left to stop this? I believe this was designed to keep something in check that is long overdue, Sir Philip, so I'm afraid it all depends on the power of whatever's being held back, doesn't it? suppose so. Please keep me abreast of any sort of developments, will you, Professor Somdi? If you check your email queue, you will see updates every few hours or so. And by the way, please call me Clarice. Professor Somdi sounds so stuffy. Thank you very much, Clarice. Nero, Hanover, you're welcome. And good luck to both of you. Well, what do you think? What do you think, I think? I asked first. I... Fair enough. I think this whole city is in very serious trouble. Agreed, but what should we do then? Are we supposed to tell Laughlin to formulate some kind of evacuation plan? As if he'd go for something like that, as if he had the power to simply do something like that. And besides, even if he did, what would we do? There's only one road out of here. Two, there's the path beneath the rubble. Which is right beneath the mountain. I mean, if, if there is a mountain. I we don't want anyone under there if anything happens, I get it, so the road is the only way out. If they've even cleared that yet. Well, I think they have by now, but the weather being what it is. Yeah, what's the population of Skyway? Half a million, give or take. Exactly, that's not a small operation. And that's assuming we could actually convince people to leave. Exactly. I think our only plan of operation here is to try and tell Laughlin everything we know and warn him up front, and then try and stop whatever happens before it happens. You seem fairly convinced something is going to happen. You said Professor Somdi had played a recording for you. Yes, that's true. The subject of which was what now? Allegedly my last words before I went off and fought something presumably nasty. And before that? That Eastling was lost and that they should evacuate. Yes, exactly like mine. Whatever happens in these recordings or whatever they are, it's too late to prevent and presumably too late to evacuate at that point. Hanover, everything that has happened here so far is clearly the influence of the angels and their power. They are liars. Their stock and trade is in mistruth. I mean, there's no telling what these messages even mean. Even if they are true, and we don't know that they are, and they might just be sending them out to spread panic. You really think that's the case? <sighs> well, obviously I can't say that with any certainty. I suppose it's a risk we can't really take, can we? No. I think our best bet is to try and stake this thing right through the heart before it even gets out of its coffin. Fair enough. How do we do that? Well, what do we know about Ave Nova's presence in the city over the last hundred years? Very little. According to Metadyne's research teams, there's about 20 to 40 businesses that Don Trent may have had contact with while he was working for Ave Nova and looking for converts. Of the first dozen or so, I've only found traces of about five, and all of them have been bought by other companies and their assets subsumed. And don't tell me those companies have all been bought by other companies and, and so, so on. on and so on, yes. Dandy. So if they were infected by Ave Nova, they've already been absorbed into the system. Well, if it's any consolation, we don't know that for sure. That's not a good consolation prize. Well, Cream, rinse, pantyhose, and rice-a-roni are good consolation prizes. That is 
not one of them. Cut me a little bit of slack here. I'm just trying to keep morale up. You said that was the first dozen or so. What about the others on the list? I don't know. I've only got a partial. I thought I'd take it in bite-sized chunks. So where is the rest of the list, then? Well, I try not to keep sensitive documents on my phone since that can be hacked too easily, so I kept it in the safe in my room. Oh. You should have a full list on your laptop. That's secure. Yeah, secure. You haven't even turned that thing on since they gave it back to you, have you? Forgive me for being somewhat skittish. They said they rewrote the OS and it's got much more powerful protection on it. Yeah, because they've been so on the ball about it so far. Remember Baylor? This thing's a prototype. We're the field testers, okay? I'm not really happy about being beta test for Armageddon, thanks. Well, you're going to have to open it eventually. It's got all our information on it. Yes, and I have to write my reports to Rayburn on it. But after Baylor, I am not opening that thing anywhere near the fossil room. I wait until I'm clear across town before I do that. Fine, fine. I just don't want to get to the hotel and discover we have to come straight back here as part of the investigation. <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? Don't answer that. I didn't need to. So, speaking of investigations... I'm not really at liberty to discuss family business with you, you know. I'm not prying. I was just curious, you know, if it's going well or not. Hanover, just stick with your mission and your training, okay? I don't want to give you any ideas. Oh, come on. I'm full of ideas. Yes, and in this case, they're all bad ones. So why don't we just deal with our business, and then I'll deal with mine later on. Okay. At least I get your help for a little while, anyway. Well, you better hope you do. You'd be lost without me. Yeah, well... I'm not really looking forward to finding out whether that's true or not. Hanover, please, don't do this. You'll get maudlin, and then I'll get sad, and we'll both walk around like sulky emos. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Look, I'm smiling. See? See me smile? I'm smiling. That is not a smile. That's a rictus, and it's creeping me out. Can we just make the best of a bad situation, please? Well, Besides, I... if, or rather when, I do leave you, because I'm not going to be a squire for the rest of my life, you know. Well, I suppose not. I'm sure you'll get a perfectly good replacement for me, and it's not like we're not going to be friends if I'm not following you around. What if I followed you? What? What if I turned my back on Metadyne and became your personal assistant? How about that? What, Eastling can just take care of itself now? Well, not now, obviously. I mean, afterwards. I mean, you know, if you have to leave when all this is over and it settles, you know, what if I, what if I quit Metadyne and followed you? You'd give up being a knight for me. Possibly. That's very touching, Hanover, but the answer is no. If you turn your back on knighthood, you'd lose all of your powers, and the last thing I'd need to do is drag around a bunch of dead weight on an assassination mission. I knew you only loved me for my abilities. I'm not even sure that's true. Oh, well. Besides, I don't think you could do it. They make classes for assistant assassins, don't they? No, they don't. And besides, I meant giving up being a knight, and you knew that. Following the path of knighthood is no easy task, and you took straight to it. No training, no prior knowledge. You just went off on your quest, and your powers arrived, and you've been growing steadily ever since. This life, Hanover. You didn't choose it. It chose you. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Well, I guess that's me, then. Night life to the end, yo. To the end. Out of curiosity, Hanover... Mm -hmm. How much do you know about the lives of knights? Apart from a few legends and deeds and things like that, virtually nothing. I made a point of not learning anything about this, so I'd have no expectations. That way I can't have it ruined. Mm, that's sound thinking, I suppose. Why do you ask? Uh, no reason, really. Come on, let's go. What? Hmm? Hang on. It's a message from Laughlin. Mm -hmm. Got news for you? Wonderful. What? What is it? Phillips, see me in my office right now, Chief Laughlin. Well, maybe he has some news for you. No, he's probably furious over something and just wants to chew me out. You can tell that from a text message? You really are a geek. You have met Laughlin, right? I'm just going on prior knowledge. Mm, not the most cheerful person in the world, I'll admit. So, shall we? It's not like we've got anything better to go on at the moment. Why not? Yeah, what is it? Excuse me, sir. Are you Instructor Turby? Sorry, private tutoring dojo, son. If you're looking for fighting lessons, I'm afraid your princess is in another castle. I, 
What? Forget it. Oh, teach me to try and be hip. What can I do for you, son? I'm from the head office. I got a phone call message from a Sir Hanover Phillips for you. Why the hell didn't he just call me himself? Well, he called the office line because he said you weren't picking up your phone. What? Hold on. No service. Honestly, I don't even know why I have one of these things. It's not like I want to talk to anybody anyway. Oh. Well, what's the message? Huh? Oh! Sorry, uh... He said that he had been called over to the police station to follow up a lead and he might be late. Uh, of course. After I went to all the trouble to drag out all the equipment and set up the lesson plan. Is that justice, I ask you? I don't know enough about the law to be helpful in that arena, sir. Do you have trouble finding this room from the main office, son? Uh... No. Oh, never mind. So you came all the way down here. I suppose you're expecting a tip now. Oh, well, I wouldn't say no, sir. Uh, hang on. I may have something here for you. Okay. Tip number one. I get optimal phone service for life as a knight, so the only way that my phone isn't receiving is if someone's actively jamming it. And tip number two. Never try and sucker an old man. We're a lot cagier than you think. Well, now, look at you. Could have knocked, you know. Actually, I just did. I suppose I can't argue with logic like that. So, let's see now. Triple horizontal force patterns designed to blow out a wall and cause as much debris as possible and not hinder your momentum before you strike. And you're an ogre. That means you're a blood guard, at least third degree. Good to know you're up on your combat styles. It's my sphere of expertise. Can't say much for your aim, though. You did take out your own guy. Well, that would have depended on my target, wouldn't it? (laughs) So hard to find competent help these days. That was unnecessary. That idiot couldn't carry off a simple hit. That was his last chance. I guess we just have different employment standards. Oh, I'm sorry. I offended your moral sensibilities. I forgot how virtuous you knights can be. Before I take you apart one piece of cartilage at a time, might I inquire as to the nature of your visit? I have an employer. He's looking for some information that he thinks you might be able to help him with. Is that right? Well, I guess I'll just have to tell him myself in person when I get done with you. Come in. Hi there. I'm looking for a Professor Samdi. I was told I could find her here. Well, she's out at the moment, but she'll be here soon. Is there something I can help you with? No, no, no. Just had a few questions for her. Don't let me interrupt your work. Just carry on as usual. Well, if you're willing to wait for her, I could always send the receptionist out for some coffee if you'd like. Not to worry. That won't be necessary. Or possible, now that I think about it. Pardon? Your receptionist. Cobalt, brown skin, green eyes, that guy? Yes. Yeah, it's him. He's on break. Actually, he's he's broken. Yeah, it's what? unconscious, really. But now that I think about it, he could probably use an ambulance, though. For not much longer, too. <laughs> Someone really ought to hurry on that front. Hold on, who are you? <laughs> See, this is why you should have just carried on with your work. It's why I hate to interrupt. Well, hate's a strong word. Open. Laughlin. Well, look who it is. And Miss Guillaume, what a pleasure. Wow, feel the love. Laughlin, why are you so determined to make this so much harder than it needs to be? Harder. 
Sir Phillips, earlier today, I was treated to a recording of my own future potential personal apocalypse. Tell me, how much harder do you want this to be? What do you mean, want? I'm trying as hard as I can to stop this. And is that what you told them at Baylor and Waterford? Oh, for the love of God, Laughlin, you make it sound like this is our fault. We're trying to save lives here. Oh, that is rich coming from you. Oh, don't look at me like that. As a result of the powers that be, I'm supposed to help you in an investigation that's going to result in my streets turning into a bloodbath, and all I can do is sit around, wait, and mop up the remains. And as for you, Phillips, you brought a wake of destruction to Waterford and Baylor, and now here. In every case, I have been chasing something that's been going on for a really long time, Laughlin. What's happening here in Eastling has been going on for at least a hundred years, possibly a hell of a lot longer than that. And you are always there when it starts. Why is that, Sir Phillips? Do you know there's a rumor going around that Metadyne spread Ave Nova deliberately? Or that they let it loose by accident and they've sent out a cleaner to do damage control? Oh, sounds like Trevor's finally out of the hospital. And angelic power has been virtually unknown here in the Midlands. But now, with the arrival of Sir Hanover Phillips, here it is. Always waiting for him. Why were you the first voice on the recording, Sir Phillips? What exactly do they want with you, Earthman? I have no idea. Hanover, don't let him go, dear. Well, if you have no idea, then stop wasting my time. And let me get back to protecting my city while I still can. Fair enough. Well? Well what? Well, what was so important that you needed to drag me away from dinner and have you meet me here? What are you talking about? You're the one who texted me. You said you needed to see me in your office right away. Do not screw with me, Phillips. I'm in no oh God. mood. Oh, God. Laughlin, clear the building now. What? Nero, what are you doing? Neither of you uh, sent a text, you idiots. This is Luxor. He set a trap for us. Listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 7. Written and performed by Cayenne Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties Podcast series. You can comment on the show at techdiff.com. Send me a message at techdiff at gmail.com. Follow me at twitter.com slash techdiff. Join the discussion at techdiff.freeforums.org or look for Technical Difficulties on Facebook. See you next time. And before I go, let me just remind you that those CDs for Whoever Wishes, the CD-length project I did at the beginning of July, are still available. Just send $6 to uh, techdiff at gmail.com via PayPal, uh, and that'll have your... We'll just make sure I have your name and address and stuff, and I will sign and number a CD of Whoever Wishes for you, if you wish to have one of those. And I've sold a few of them, about half a dozen or so. It's been very nice. And the people who have uh, bought them from me have been very generous by donating extra money on top of the $6 to cover the production cost and the shipping, etc., etc. So... 
there it is. All apologies to everybody out there listening for me uh, skipping weeks in general. I've just gotten behind on stuff, and, well, I had to... I've been doing it as fast as I can, and really what happened was with this last thing, I, I hit an impasse, and uh, I had to break the story, and so I did, with a loud explosion. Audio drama enthusiasts and potential producers, take note. Explosions are your friends. By the way, if you're going to join me over at Facebook, that's uh, Technical Difficulties... Uh, over at Facebook. Just look for it. You'll find it. Uh, do me a favor and include a note that you're a fan of the show and that you would like to friend me on uh, Facebook, even though it really it's less... i got to make it more show-related. It's kind of my personal page as well. Maybe I should start a personal page. I think I have a personal page somewhere. Maybe i got to start that over again. In any event, though, I'll try to shift it over towards more show-related because it's called, called Technical Difficulties, so rather than just being my sort of... Uh, personal page, or I have to find, I did this so long ago, now I have to figure out how to create a proper page for the thing, like one of those group page sort of things, I don't know anything about Facebook, in any event though, if you're going to friend me on Facebook, please tell me in a message that you are friending me on Facebook because you're a fan of this podcast, because I get a lot of those very clearly not real people Facebook things, you know, with people with fake names and like glamour shots, and it's like this is clearly some sort of phishing thing so they can send me personals or, you know, porn spam or I don't know what, but there is a lot of people who try to friend me who really have are just doing that with robots and, and things like that. And I don't want any robot friends, unless they're fans of my show, in which case, maybe. So that's that, and I will have a brand new episode for... Uh, I'll get to work as ASAP on the brand new episode of The Account, and I will hopefully have it for you by next by this coming Friday. That doesn't matter for most of you, though, unfortunately, because I've noticed that a lot of you are sending me emails about shows from months ago, so not all of you keep up with me every single day. But I'll try to make this weekly as, uh, you know, as, uh, as coming up here because, well, I'm trying to get this done. I want to get this story finished up and wrapped up so I can move on to my next project because my brain is jumping ahead already to whole new ideas. And, uh, and I've talked your head off entirely too much. So, see you next time. Goodbye, this is Kai and Chris Conroy. Bye, bye-bye, bye, bye-bye, bye. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you Twisted Pulp Magazine, a journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed, worlds of the supernatural, worlds of dark satire, worlds of nightmarish futures, Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. Twisted Pulp Magazine.